know what it is. Y'all ready? Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel and Holly, uncensored, from Hot 101.5. This is Miguel and Holly uncensored. I was doing the wrong button. Can we hear you, Holly? Oh, why are you not on the right I'm microphone? I'm sorry. It, it was where the one is supposed to be. It's, it's our fun. first time doing this, our first rodeo. Yes, it is. Also, I have weird earbuds in, so I feel like an amateur hour over Everything's here. Everything's a little off. Uh, yeah, this is Miguel and Holly Uncensored. We're the morning show on Hot 101.5. But we're going to take a quick little peek. Uh, we're going to go back. We're going to go ad- take a detour. Yeah, we're going to take a little detour. We're going to have a very special guest here. So this is what you're saying is this is a very special edition, yeah. like a, the Christmas special, but not. In this very special episode. We have of, a guest. We have a guest coming on with us. Oh, they have a local number still. So it's not long distance. Good. Oh. All right. Let's get them on the phone here. Hello. Hello, Steve Kramer. Oh, hello. H- hello. Hello. Uh, so this right here is Steve Kramer. If you are, uh, if you oh, joined us, on right now. Yeah. yeah, you're on right now. What do you think? We're gonna like a pre-talk or something? Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought like your publicist would call me just to get me like prep for our, you know, the, the producer would hit me up, you know, <laughs> give me a little some talking points or something. No, no. And no. then somebody would be like, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, right, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, wow. Well, hi guys. Hi, hi. So a little backstory on who this person is you're hearing right now. Um, Holly and I used to be on another show when we started in 2008 called That Guy Kramer in the Morning. Why you say it like that? <laughs> on uh, on uh, Island 106 in Panama City. And that's where we all sort of came together. And then we actually were in Tampa in 2011 on a little radio station that probably two people have heard of called Play 98.7. And so Do you we think were, anyone listening to this podcast actually knows what radio station that is. We like, actually hit you guys up like, oh, my God, play 90. Yeah. You yeah. would be surprised. They're probably like, really? yeah, a few times a month whenever we're out, someone will be like, oh, I used to listen to play 98, seven. And then they'll be like, where's that guy? That guy. <laughs> is he dead? What happened to him? Did he, pass <laughs> he, passed. he passed tragically. It's a really tragic story. You should tell people that if I were you guys, that's how I capitalize on it. I'd be like, like he died. Be on that show where that guy passed away really tragically. Remember, yeah, but like never tell the story of what happened to me, you know. But right, and w- then we'll be like, we had to soldier on on our own, and here we are. <laughs> see, yeah, right. but then it would be really awkward when one we see each other every year at morning show boot camp, post <laughs> uh, a picture, and then two. Um, I forgot the other point. Oh. I forgot the other point. My other point was going to be like, there was a radio person that died rather tragically not that long ago. Yikes. (laughs) That's true. Wrong city, bad city to make that joke in right now. True. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, I wasn't talking about Kate Craig. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of awkward death. You guys yeah. Um, and so we were at Play 98.7, then that station yep. went away because no one listened. Yep. And so then we sort of all went our separate ways. Uh, Kramer, you went to Phoenix, and then you're now in San Diego. Yep. yep. And you guys went back down to Tampa. Well, no, you went back to Panama City. I forgot, I forgot you guys went back to Panama City for a minute. Yeah, yeah, we were in Panama City, so we did that for two years, and then we ended up back here on the station that pretty much g- took us out of a job back in the day on Play 98.7. Right, and now you guys have, like, the number one podcast in Tampa Bay. That's a big deal. Yeah, we do. I, mean, I don't is know it, that. I'm going to say, is it really number one? I don't, I don't know, know if true. that is the case so much. Can you see, like, yeah, totally, how many totally views you guys are, how many, like, listens you get? Um, no. I mean, I think there's a way. Yes, there is a way. And I really want to know. I know. I mean, I'm sure we can figure it out, but I I don't know. It's probably at least double digits at this point. I think it's all. Probably 12. I have been (laughs) asking to see numbers for probably six months now. And Miguel always goes, I, you know, I don't know. Well, here's the thing is my friend, do you remember Andrew from college? Because Kramer and I went to college together. My friend Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
every job I've been to since I've been an adult, I always ask for his web help somehow. And so he hosts our podcast on his server. And I always oh. feel really bad because he doesn't make us pay. It costs a lot of money for us to keep our audio on there. And so, and right. he has a real job. And so I'm always like, hey, I, I bring it up every now and I'm like, when you get a chance. And so then I don't want to be like, hey, I know you're working yeah, a full time job and you're helping us out, but can you look up these numbers? <laughs> so I just, I, I bring like, it up casually. I feel like real people don't take radio people seriously with stuff like that. You know, no. like we're so not important to the real world at all. You know, no. so like people that have real jobs, like you were listening to this, you have a real job. You probably listen to this podcast and you're like, what are these guys doing? I know I listen to this podcast. I'm probably the biggest fan of this podcast. Please tell Maybe us me. your, please tell us your thoughts on this podcast because I would love really, to get your opinion. It's so, it's so frustrating because I do know these guys so well. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me, no, I got to give a backstory. First, oh, is Ryan there? Yeah, yes. Ryan's here. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Hi. Um, <laughs> I, Ryan, I've known these guys for a long time. Oh. Okay? What, 10 years? I'm going to get longer than that. Probably 12 years. Yeah. Now. Miguel and I actually were friends starting in college. Yeah, you and I met so, back in 2005. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. So, like, I've known, I know, like, what these guys are about. I feel like if anybody knows these people, I know these people really well. So, when we used to do a show together, it was so damn boring because like holly never shared anything there was like no holly stories like i don't know what happened in holly's life but like nothing was ever happening right and then i leave and all of a sudden holly is like all over the place (laughs) miguel is like all over the place and i'm like where was this when we did a show together because you were judgy that's why because i would like say one thing and then you'd be <laughs> I just I'm now judging you through the podcast, and it's annoying because I can't judge you to your face now. But that's see, that's like that's okay. I've learned to, I don't really care anymore. So you just had to wait for me to get into my thirties. We'll see. And <laughs> here's the thing, though, about your judgment from now that you're in your thirties to when you were like twenty five. Yeah. You would right. take it and you would exploit it. Yeah. Because remember, remember when I had, when we found out that I had a sleeping disorder and you teased it on the air <laughs> and I said, don't do this, don't do it. And you said, Miguel has an STD. <laughs> Find out what it is in six minutes and hit the button. I was like, what the fuck? You can't do that. And so for six minutes, everyone in Panama City was like, Miguel has an STD. And then they turned off the radio. They're like, well, that was it. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, and can, can we explain what you what you rationalized it as? You said it's a sleep time disorder. Sleep time disorder. <laughs> an STD. Yeah. And then Ryan, Ryan. That's the art of spinning content. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the yeah. art of destroying someone's life forever, okay? <laughs> well, you do that to Holly now, so yes, you, <laughs> you take Thank after you. the best. Thank you. Oh, it's funny when the shoe's on the other foot, right? <laughs> but that was the thing, uh, no, is that you so, would take it and exploit it. Yeah, no, I, I would, because, like, really, I had nothing going on. So, like, these guys always had, like, especially Miguel had something going on. And back in the day, radio used to be so wacky. Like, it had to be so crazy and zany. And so we had to find ways to really, like, amp it up. And so we would find things as boring as Miguel has sleep apnea and try to turn it into something wildly sexual. I don't even know. Actually, I applaud myself a little bit for that. That's pretty good if you think about it. Come Pat on. myself you can do on that. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so knowing Holly and Miguel for so long, um, I listen to this podcast and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on in Tampa right now? Like, <laughs> it's so tragically, I, I don't even know where you guys are right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to catch up with life because the last podcast, Holly, are you still talking to that guy or no? Is that not a thing anymore? Mr. Dimples? Yes, I am. Um, okay, so that's still, well, you, you have a tone. Is that, is it not, are we not talking about that anymore? No, I am. Or? I just had like a, oh. I just, I, I thought there was a pause and Miguel was going to say something, but he didn't, so yes, I am. No, oh. no, just Mr. Okay. Dimples. That's his name. But then you're like, you like end up at these parties and you're making out with people and the other guys are showing up that haven't like ever been with a woman and have never been married and they're and everything's like, I know. what? I, well, I what? went through a divorce. I had to get my shit together and like go through that. Can I tell you actually, I saw Mr. Dimples last night and we had a conversation about that podcast. Oh, because had y'all <laughs> talked about it yet? No, we've never talked about it oh. until last night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, just refresh us real quick. Well, we don't have to go into that. Steven's not done with his story. 
is he? Oh, well, we, this is we, we no, deviate. No, I, I want to know this story. Exactly. <laughs> you brought this up. I want to know what happened between you and Mr. Dimples. Okay, so yes. just catch us up Okay, real so quick. he listened to the podcast where you mentioned all of that stuff. Yeah. And well, I you, knew he, remember, I said, I I mean, said, my I house is guilty. notorious for that. I know. It's just like a, a cesspool breeding ground it of everything. It sounds like it. It sounds like every time that Ryan has a party, or whenever I hear on a previous podcast, like, oh, Ryan's having a party on Saturday. I'm like, oh, no, Holly's going to fuck somebody. Oh, well, did you know? <laughs> there, There is like a uh, – I heard in the hall the other day somebody was talking and they're like uh, amongst the, the people on the promo or whatever. And they're like, yeah, come on, next party we have. And I'm like, we have? You mean the next party I have? Oh, my oh. God. It's and, a thing now. And, and the, the <laughs> oh, wow. intern that's walking in the hallway, she's like, I don't really know anybody – in St. Pete and all that, and they're like, "Yeah, come hang out." And I'm like, "Oh, at your house?" Yeah, yeah. Oh. They're like, "Oh, come hang out at the next party or whatever." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. She so gonna like, get fucked. Oh, I'm like, it's, oh. like no, <laughs> don't, don't say that. Oh, it's don't say somebody's daughter. This, yeah, I feel like this is like an HR violation right now. It probably now. is. Yeah. Yeah. I was I like, realized, no, 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 no. Yeah, she can't. Don't come. come. She no. can't come. She's not allowed to come. Oh wait, this person that works here is someone high yes. up's daughter. I know who she is. Oh. Don't say it. I won't say Wait, it. Hold oh, on. my God. Wait, hold on. Here, write it down. I, I didn't know. know. Here, <laughs> I want to know who I just want Miguel's reaction. <laughs> yeah, text it to me or something. I want to know Hold on. <laughs> I'm so curious whose daughter works here now, and we can't say wow, it. You guys are in so much trouble. This is unbelievable. Right, here, I know. The writing is happening. Oh! <laughs> no, 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 no. She is not allowed at your house. Nope. She's not allowed around any of the promo people. Nope. Wait, is she on the promo staff? No, she's like no, a, no. a sales intern. Sales intern. Okay, perfect. She's not allowed. No, we don't want that going back to the higher ups. Nope. Woo! I'm she so seems, curious now. She seems is. real nice. Wow. Well, okay, so just to back things up real quick. So Ryan had a party a few weeks ago where Holly took a little night off from Mr. Dimples. and well, she keep in mind, we had just met. Right, right. You had just met. So things weren't getting and heating up. And I had up. already planned on this party. Right, so you were already planning on, you know. Going to Ryan's party. Yeah, and mouthing people all over the damn house. Oh, my God. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> what did you do last Saturday? Uh, I did some mouthing. <laughs> I mouthed people at producer Ryan's house and so Holly oh made out with some people a, a guy that basically like almost like forced his mouth on your mouth right. and then like a guy that you'd made out with originally a while ago the OG the OG and so but you said in that podcast that meant nothing I'm still exploring things with Mr. Dimples and it's okay who has the best mouth what no. who had uh, out of the mouths question. that you uh, how Great question like Ryan. what's the uh one to ten on the mouth scale you know what ryan i feel like yeah. you're sort of like a mini kramer <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it um i was gonna ask the same thing <laughs> the, of the two mouths that night or who yeah are you sure about? yeah Honestly. yeah yeah that night the og obviously OG mouth yeah og mouth all the way mm. so his mouth was mouthier wait, oh, than wait. yours no my mouth is the best your, what are we talking about your mouth was <laughs> mouthier like your mouth was overtaking his mouth no no he's a, he's a, he's okay. an overtaker oh wow <laughs> pretty funny hang on hang on so i'm clear now so that so you think that og has a better mouth than Mr. Dimple? No, I did not say that. I said Ooh. compared to the people that were at the party. No, the people that you okay. made out with that night. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was just two to be clear, right? Keep it straight. It was only two of it them. It was two. Okay. Like but he's not. Okay. Go ahead. Between Mr. Dimples then and OG, who's who's got a better mouth? For sure, Mr. Dimples. And not just because sure, that's the politically correct that? answer to give, but because you have to say that. Like any time that I've ever made out with the OG, it's usually drunken and it's usually very like aggressive. Oh. He's an aggressive. Like yeah, like he's an aggressive maker out. Wait, does he's he dart his mouth? Does he dart his tongue in and out of your mouth and does he, like lick your lick your lips? <sighs> does he lick well, your face? <laughs> I don't even remember. Like the teeth? It's just a lot of. You like the, the teeth, right? I do like teeth licking. <laughs> I uh, like the teeth licking. I told this to Dimples. Never have I like, ever heard that. I know. That's, I'm weird. What do you want? I told this to Dimples. And he was like, okay, well, we can try it. So, go ahead. So anyway. she's just really like, I don't have to brush my teeth after that. <laughs> no. So anyway, the thing this had happened was, is that we had like, everything kind of happened real quick with Dimples. Like he messaged me, I messaged him on um, Facebook because he added me as a friend and I knew of him. And I was like, oh, hey, da, 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 da. And we like talked for a whole day. And then we decided like later that week we would get lunch. And the day that we, how, let me think of this, this timeline. Mm-hmm. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that that weekend we hung out. 
twice. Do we need to make a diagram on the board? Probably. And then the <laughs> weekend after that was Ryan's party. So mm-hmm. like we had gone out to do uh, karaoke with his work friends that Friday night, mm-hmm. and I was already had Ryan's party, and I was like, I literally have just met Dimples. Like he's pretty cool, and I might like him, but like I still need to go. Just I'm not inviting. Gotta him. put my mouth on someone else's mouth. Oh, I need to go mouth other people <laughs> just to make sure. Anyway, then okay, so we talked about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I was worried because I was like, I feel like I'm gonna hurt yeah. his feelings with this. I so, really do. Did did did, did his say? feelings get hurt? He said that he was a little upset. Whoa, Ooh, that's yeah, good though because he cares. You, wouldn't you be like if you oh, sort of, of like someone and then you no, but that means he cares, Holly. Yeah, it does. So because if he's like oh, mouth and everybody in Tampa Bay, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So then I felt like I just felt really bad. But he's like, but you know what? Because he listened to it um, right before he had like a big event coming up, and it oh. kind of bummed him out a little bit. And I was Yikes. like, I'm sorry. And he's oh. like, no. He's like, I I could have stopped listening, but I didn't. So. I just kept on listening. Like, you know. <laughs> of course. Okay, yeah. Who's going to stop listening to that? Exactly. No one can stop listening to that. No, no one can stop listening. No. no. You, they're a, you're a way better person than I am. If, if Even if you stop, stop listening, you're, it's still going to weigh on you yeah. because you're like, what right. happened? So, I know mm-hmm. something happened. I saw him the next day and he hadn't. No, when did I see him? I saw him the next day. He hadn't listened to the podcast yet. When I, I did see him the day after he listened to the podcast and um, I was like, so did you listen to it? And he was like, yeah, don't worry about it. And so then we didn't. But last, but wait, wait. But he didn't have a tone really when he said it. But um, And so I was like, okay, that's cool. He's being, he's pretty cool with this. That's awesome. So that I was like, I appreciated that a lot. Mm-hmm. Then last night, he's like, so it was, I kind of was a little upset. But he was like, you know what? Why am I that upset? We just started talking. Right. Like, if she wants to hang out with me, she'll hang out with me. If not, not. Like, I'm just going to go and do me. And I was like, God, it's such a good thing that you did that instead of of being like, you know, confronting me and being like, well, what are you doing with the, like, mm. I would have probably pulled back at that point and been like, this yeah. is too much. So right. the fact that he was so cool about it after having listened to it and then seeing me the next day was really great. So we talked it through and I was like, uh, by the way, haven't really done anything like that since. So hooray. <laughs> yeah, <in> two weeks. <laughs> for you. Yeah. I haven't mouthed anyone, nope. so it's all good. Nope. So anyway, that's, we talked it out and I feel like it was all sorted out yesterday. You know what I've realized, too, about just being in radio is that when guys can't handle being talked about on the radio very well. I've realized that, too. It's tough. I think like it. They kind of want you to talk about them. But guys' egos are so precious that I feel like dating in radio has got to be so hard. I've seen it with my co-host, Gina, like – Things are good. They go on a date. Things are good. She comes back and talks about it, and then they go MIA, like, yeah. completely. Didn't you say that but it happened like, to her several times? All the time. Like it's, I feel like all the time it happens. It's to a point now where she really likes somebody. She doesn't talk about it because she knows that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Well, because so I, imagine- I think it's really hard for people to sort of because one, I think for guys and I, I can put gay guys in this category as well, because they feel like because, you know, if you're talking about a date, normally you're you're probably feeling really great about it. And so they're listening in their car and they're like, oh, my God, this person sounds crazy <laughs> when it's like you're literally just like I enjoyed myself. I had a good time and I want to see where it goes. But then they sort of right. internalize it as like, they're like too much. Oh, my God, they're going to come after right. me. They want to get married, move in next. And it's like no 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 i just had a great time right but see this is- well okay okay on that note really quick can we go back to last week's podcast then uh as an avid listener of the of the podcast as a big fan of the podcast um miguel what what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> i i cannot imagine i want to go back and just do like uh, almost like inside the actor studio wherever that's <laughs> with the text message <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the text message. So you want to give the backstory on that really quick? Because I have a lot of questions. Yeah, so that. basically, met a guy online. We really liked each other. We went on a date. We had lots of wine. I was feeling really great. I sent him a very aggressive text when I got home, basically saying, I listed a couple of things. Like, I had a good time. You're really great. I'm going to date you. No, Miguel. You're really sexy. No, wait, no, no, you said no, you. No. No, that's wrong. No. <laughs> In bullet form. He hid 
you just hid like the headline, which I call the uh, burying the headline. Yes. yes. No, you started with "I'm going to date you," and then you finished with "I'm going to date you." Yeah. You said it twice yeah. in the same text message. Yeah, and it, it wasn't like I and, think we should date. It was I will date you. In all caps. I will date you. Yeah, yeah. I I think it said something, and I don't have the text in front of me, but I think it said something along the lines of "I will date you no matter what you say" or something. No, like, it wasn't that crazy. No, he's wait a minute. Out. Wait a minute, because I I because you said you were gonna talk about it on your show so i sent the, oh, the text you? to you steven did you talk about we it didn't, we, we didn't get to it yet we didn't damn. get to it yet no damn. but we but we need to because what a mess my question is so when you're talking about this on the podcast like my oh my god my head like exploded the second he said i will date you i literally started freaking out because Nobody should say that. Nobody should say that ever. So what did you guys do in the studio? Because I feel like it took you guys a couple of seconds to be like, because Holly's always so nice, and she always like wants to make you feel okay. But you guys are like, well, maybe it was a little bit much. Were you not freaking out on the inside when Miguel said, I, said, I will date you no yes. matter what? Like, I as- was the one that said he's going to lock him in the cellar. Right. Because <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like quickly glanced at Ryan to see what his facial expression was because I didn't want to interrupt Miguel's story too much. But at the same time, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Like- so then you're right, though. I do try to always like, you know, make Miguel feel better because I'm like, oh. But even I was like, that's a lot, Miguel. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the worst you're going to get from me, Just probably. Just a, a quick refresher. I see Miguel has it pulled up here. Yeah, here's how it reads. I sp- oh, God. <laughs> Quote. It's amazing. It says, so good. I spent the full ride down 4th Street North contemplating a text because I'm weird like that. One, I will date you at some point. I know you aren't supposed to say that, but I did. Two, I had an amazing time. Talking, laughing, getting to know each other. You calling me out on my lack of Harry Potter fandom. Three, you are so, so sexy. Four, you are sexy. Five, we will date. P.S. Tomorrow we schedule date two. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just skipped over that five real quick. That's the second time you said we will date. I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Can I give a little background into why, like, what no, sort of emboldened no, me can't. to that? No, you can't because there is no background for him. He just, you know, he's having his date and he thinks like, things are going well and all of a sudden he's just random ass text that is so aggressive it's like level 10 aggressive yeah. like you couldn't have gone in any stronger other than like i will come to your house <laughs> yeah i feel like that's literally all you could have said to make that any more uncomfortable that's like stage five clinger status when you get texts from a friend they're like um hey call me real quick and say that you're my mom and I'm like sick in the hospital. Yes. yes. And you have to call be, me like, in two minutes. You have to get the search and rescue team to pull you out of a date. That's what that is. It, it really. Well, well, okay. Well, let me explain to you my what my rationale was at the time. Okay. Okay. In sort of dating now in my 30s and sort of becoming more comfortable with myself because I always try to be someone I'm not. I try to like mold myself to the person that I'm on a date with. And so in sure. sort of getting to know myself, I'm like, you know what? I want to be me. I'm tired of like trying to be someone else. And I have a friend that is like super aggressive like that. And it works for him. I mean, he like goes, when he sees what he wants, he goes after. And I'm like, well, I've done that for everything else in my life. Like with my career, with my friends, like how many sure. times Holly, have you heard me say like, I just want to be best friends with this person and I just make it happen. Yeah. So I thought I want to try that approach. Cause I know I really like this guy. So I'm just going to be as direct as possible because I've seen it work and it just was a total complete disaster. <laughs> All right. In hindsight, I, I take back my judgment. Then I see what you were doing, and in your drunken mind, I bet that made sense. Right, point. because but, in that moment, funny. well, because I, I, th- I thought to myself, I'm like, you know okay. what? Like, how sexy would it be to have a guy? Because because it's one thing if you don't like someone, but I could feel the energy. Like, you could tell there was a lot of chemistry going on. I'm like, how sexy would that be to have someone that you really like be like, boom. Here's what's going to happen. Like, to me, I thought if he said that to me, I would have been like, oh, my God, girl, I'm getting a U-Haul now, honey. But, may- but maybe you misjudged what was, like, the beginnings of attraction with, like, full-blown, like, you know, in, in lust with you. Cause Think about how terrifying it would be if you were mediocre about somebody. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> that is a very high-risk situation. Like, right. And it's just you, you tried it and it failed, and that's okay. Yeah, 
you roll the dice and it didn't work out. And I, I think now that you've explained it better, what's so funny to me, I think what's so funny to me is the fact that, you know, from my, from remembering the story is that you, so you went and you, you had the date, you sent a text and then you went to a party or something. He wouldn't give you any attention. Wasn't that what the story was? Yeah. 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 A few days later, we went to a big old gay pool party. Because this was before we found out about the text message. I just don't know what took you so long to realize maybe that text was a little much. Like, I feel the next morning you should have woken up and been like, you know, gone back to your text and been like, oh, I, I see now maybe why he's Well, but he didn't know, though. Didn't you not know until later that you were being blown off? Yeah, because it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night the date happened. Mm. And so then it was like Thursday. We texted just a little bit. But uh, he has a job where he's like super, super busy. Friday, there was like one text exchange. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just see him oh, okay. Saturday. So you guys had talked. I didn't realize you guys had talked in between. Though. Yeah. I it was literally like text. No, nothing. At all, right. You went to the party. It was just you know, like a little bit. I could, I could admire that. I can admire where you were going for it. It's just sometimes you want to strike out. If, you, yeah. if you're going to swing that hard, you're going to just, uh, just, just strike out. Can I, um, cause I, I got to go in a couple of seconds, but mm-hmm. I want to share. Can I share two funny Miguel stories, please? <laughs> I love Miguel stories. This is taking too. away from, cause usually I'm just ravaged on this podcast. So that is true. I know. I know. I'm here to, I'm here to save the day. Um, because I feel what sucks is I have so many great Holly and Miguel stories, and now that we're not together anymore, I, I can't share them. And like even when I share them here, no one, you know, like who's, who's Holly and Miguel? Yeah. So I want two of my favorite stories. Uh, can I tell these, Miguel? Hope you don't. <laughs> no, good gut, girl. I leave no stone unturned. Clearly, uh, for some reason, when we got let go in Tampa, Miguel's life kind of spiraled a little bit, and he was just like all over the place. And we had a podcast for a little bit. And I think we shared some of these stories on the podcast. <laughs> Um, but Ryan, I want you to remember these stories so you can bring them back up on air because I know um, Holly will. <laughs> Number one, um, Miguel, for some reason, was supposed to meet a guy, and he was all excited about this date. And for some reason, he ends up at a, a strip club. Yep. Do you remember this story? I do. I do. And, and like you're waiting for, you're waiting for a, a gay man, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. to show up to a female strip club. And then this person doesn't show. Mm-mm. And so Miguel is like, <laughs> Miguel is like hitting me up saying like, well, should I leave? Like, what should I do at this point? I don't know if I should stay, if I should go. Like, no, if you're being catfish or whatever <laughs> and you're at a strip club, you should probably go home. I don't know when the appropriate time is to leave there, but I think it's pretty quick. No, it you know, was a funny story. Yes, I remember that. God, I don't remember that. I feel like I should have blacked out during the first stint in Tampa. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a guy that I met on Grinder and he said that one of his friends was a stripper and that to meet him there because he was hanging out to sort of support her. And then as I was on the way there, he was like, "Well, I'm going to go take her to get some food and so just hang out and I'll meet you at the bar." And so I sat at the bar and I drank and I drank and then I I remember asking the bartender after like two drinks. I was like, "Hey, is there a guy hanging out waiting for his friend? And he was like, I don't think so, but there's been a few people in and out. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just keep sitting. Jesus. And I made friends with That's like incredible. two of the old guys sitting there at the bar, and I never heard from the guy ever again. Gosh. Totally so funny, catfish. So random. That sucks. So strange. Okay. Number two is the apartment complex, which I think is my all-time favorite story <laughs> ever of any time in yeah. history of anyone. This is really good. Um, do you want to tell that story really quick? Yeah. yeah. So met a guy back again on Grinder when this we lived here last time. So great. And we had been talking for a couple of days, and he was like, hey, so let's hook up. And I was like, you know what? I don't do this very often. Let's just go for it. <laughs> so he was like, here's where I am. It was the middle of the day. And he lived in a very nice apartment complex right over in the West Shore area. So as uh, he uh, he buzzed me in and I call him, he calls me and he goes, all right, so I'm in apartment two, wait, hold on, 207. I'm like, why would he pause to tell me his apartment complex or his apartment number? <laughs> so I was like, whatever. So I park my car, walk up the stairs, and uh, he told me just to come in. So as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, this apartment is so nice inside. And I look over to the left and he's like screwing on like the little vent for the air conditioner and he is part of the maintenance crew (laughs) at the apartment complex and we ended up doing it in the model apartment on the bed. It was the model. Wow. Ryan, he still does it. He still still do that? You look for maintenance men? No, 
I mean, listen, he was hot. So I was like, well. I mean, like, most people in their right mind would have been like, oh, this is not a good situation. I should probably get out of here. But not Miguel Fuller. Nope. He's like, I'm fucking tonight. <laughs> He's like, I drove all the way here. And also it was during the day. So yeah. I mean, listen. I was very desperate back then. Like, I would lie. And Holly, maybe you can vouch for me. And I don't feel like I'm as desperate no, as I was back then. You are for sure not. Also, that was, like, when we did get le- get let go from play, Miguel really did spiral, like like Kramer said. Like, it is. Well, because we had we had all this time off and we were still being paid. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We were like. full income with no job. What are you supposed to do? And right? at, so, I got pregnant. I mean, what? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and at that time, that's that was at the beginning of our unemployment because we got got six months of paid leave and that's when we were like oh we're gonna go to this city or this city and the company was like well we're gonna put you somewhere so there was like no sort of um uh no sense of risk at that moment so it's just like well we're just hanging out and having fun and girl i had all the fun all the damn fun yeah you sure did well real quick before you go how are things in san diego so good, so good. Um, we, you know, I went to Phoenix for two years because uh, I needed money. Uh-huh. I mean, that's really just kind of like the, the oh. short answer. I wanted to do country radio. I, does that sound rude? I don't want to sound like rude with that, but I needed no. a job. So I was like, let me try to do country radio. And no, uh, just it's like it just wasn't for me. It wasn't the right. It wasn't the right situation. Uh, so I got to. I was so weird because this is, like the job I have now is such a big job, and sometimes it doesn't. That's, that's not the sound of a little braggy. It does sound a little bit braggy. Um, but it is a big job and it's a big responsibility. And so I, when I went up for this job, I'm like, God, oh, there's no way. I think yeah, we talked during this, didn't it? And then I was like, yeah. girl, they, they, they call me from San Diego. That's so ridiculous. Well, no, I remember when you called me because I'm sort of the radio geek out of the three of us. And so when you right. called me and told me what station you were interviewing at, I said, like that, like that's one of those feeder stations into like, a Kiss FM in LA or an Elvis Duran in Z100 if one of them, you know, passes away or something happens. I mean, that is a huge station that you're working at. Well, let's not get carried away. I'm not quite there yet. But my co-host is, like, very beloved in the city, and uh, it's San Diego, California, man. Things are, like, really, really good right now. I say that now, and I'm scared to say that because I don't want to come back in a year and listen to this podcast because I'm unemployed, you know, sitting in my parents' house and being like, oh, man. Yeah. Shit was so good back then, but things have been really, really gone well. I'm glad that you're there and that you're fitting because, like, it really, I mean, social media and just you in general, like, based on our conversations through text and stuff, it really does actually seem like you're in a place that's good for you. It really, I mean, truly, it's funny, and I guess, like, the positive here is, is like, life doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. And I think when we were looking for a show, it just didn't make sense. And we were like, mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen here? I don't get it. You know, and Holly got pregnant. She's like, I'm not going to do radio for a while. And Miguel's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right mm-hmm. now? I kind of felt like everything was falling apart. But I, I think it was more like things were just kind of coming together the way they were supposed to come together, right? because yeah, sometimes and they have I, to break apart to do that. They have to. And I, it was a very, very painful process, you know, when we, at least for me, when we all split apart. I mean, I don't I – mean, people listen to this podcast. I don't think many people are going to know who I am. But I was like this – you know, maybe a few people from Panama City. But I, when we were on a show together, I was super controlling. But I think it was because I was so insecure of what I was doing. And I remember when we split, I'm like, I don't think I can work without Holly and Miguel because you guys are so talented. And so I think I kind of kept on that bully role because I was – I don't really know the word. I don't really know the word to use, but but almost in a sense of like, I can't, I want to make them feel like I can do this without them, but I really insecurely think I don't think I can do it. I well, really didn't wow. think that I could. It's so funny that you said that because when you're like, I don't think I could, I was like, well, that's not what you told me. <laughs> like, I know. Which is I'm so weird sure to hear that. But I mean, I know that you've gone through a huge metamorphosis and huge change, which I so appreciate. And this is why we're all really good friends. Like we've all grown and stuff and it's great. Right. It, it really has it really has turned out great. And I'm so proud of you guys. You know, I mean, really, as the three of us, we've really all grown so much. What's so funny is even though we're all like we're the oldest ones out of the group, Ryan is still mature, more, more mature than all of us <laughs> put together. I no, it's so true. I, you know, I, what, what's so interesting you say that is I remember when the opportunity for Panama City came up for me to go host my own show. And yeah. I remember 
I spent two days calling every single radio person I've ever met. And like that was right before everyone had unlimited talk time on their phones when you still had like 800 <laughs> minutes. And Here, I remember they were God. like, you're running out because I was so I remember I told my mom, I was like, I can't do that. I said the same thing. I said, I can't do this because I was so used to being the third mic producer. I was like, right. I can't do this. And my mom about slapped me in my face and said, do you know how much shit I've put up with you over your entire life? This has been your dream. You better go fucking do it. And, and, and look at it. You did. I think we all felt that way. Holly, I don't know about you, but I think we all kind of felt that way. Of like, how do we, because we did become very successful. Right. And it's hard um, to think about show. getting successful outside of that vehicle that got us there. Because I, that's sure, why I exactly. took myself out of radio at all. I was like, well, I can't be doing the mornings here anymore. Like we don't have a job, so I can't do radio. I was like, right. I can't, I can't exactly. do it. If I'm not part of this show, I obviously don't have anything to offer anybody. Yeah, and then even when we when we started the Miguel show back in Panama City, I mean, it was basically a carbon copy of the That Guy Kramer show for like the first six months because we were all, because we didn't know what's it's our what objective, knew, right? what's our mission. Yeah, that's all we knew, and so it was like you know. Who has the biggest butthole in Panama City? Like, who's stuck something up there the craziest? Call us up. I mean, that's what it was. And then we were like, and then sort of like one of our mentors that we all get advice please from. Tell me, please tell me you did that bit. If you did, I want to hear the audio. Uh, I mean, no, I wish. I wish. Maybe nine we'll do it on the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> nine millimeters. Call us. Oh like, what? What's oh the God. biggest thing you've put in your butt? Call oh. us up. Oh, wait. Hold on. We got a call. 13 millimeters. <laughs> Ryan Sorry, Ryan nine millimeters. You don't win the Bush Gardens tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh my oh. god! Um, but it's I great. Think, I mean, I I think it's really between like what we went through as a show and just I think growing up in general. I think twenties is hard, man. Yes. It's, just, it's a hard time okay. in life, and I think like these co- the college system that we have set. And I think the system in general we have set up in this country is like. You got to go in. You got to work hard. You're only happy if you're number one in your work and what you do, and da 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 da. da. And I don't think that's the case. And I think that I kind of lived on that. Oh my God, I've got to keep this together to stay happy. And it right. wasn't until I lost it when I realized that that's that radio is never going to be what's going to make me happy. No. And I think that's something that we all had to realize. I think we were so the ego gets to you, right? Like you become very successful very fast. You're like, this makes me feel good. I'm so awesome. Fucking look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing butthole diameters on the air. People (laughs) love me. (laughs) But I, I think it wasn't until that moment when we all kind of had to let it drop that we realized, wow, there's so much more that can out there that can make us happy. And I do regret. I think you know, your podcast listeners are so fucking bored right now. Um, I'm leaned I, in. I don't know about you. Fuck that. Hey, <laughs> everyone loves a good redemption story. That's right. They do. That's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. Um, no, but I, I have since then had to apologize because I really like looking back on how we used to, I mean, I, I don't want, if there are any of that guy Kramer listeners listening, I don't want anyone to think that we ever didn't like have love for one another. I think no matter what we've been through, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but we've always had a love for each other. Even when, even when we hated each other some days, which we did, I feel like we still had this underlying love. Am I wrong? If I'm no, wrong, correct I, me. Go ahead, Holly. I was just going to say, I would not have hated you so much if I didn't care. If I, exactly. If I didn't care at all, like if I was totally checked out, it, nothing that you ever said or did would have ever bothered me. It bothered me so much because I really respected you and I really liked you and I really just wanted you to like me and want me. And I just really, right. I, I had that feeling. And then when it, when, you know, that's why there was so much, you know, friction and anger is because I was like, he isn't hearing me like, fuck. Like it was just so, right. you know, and we're in our twenties. Like how do you even it's really hard because being in a morning show is like being married like it really is a whole you're you're together all the time and i i think when when i because sometimes if i'm like on a long drive and i'm listening uh to my itunes and one of our old that guy kramer segments will pop up and you can literally i can hear what everyone else heard because at the time i couldn't hear i was like i know people like us they think we're funny but i don't understand it and so now that i'm you know what it's been six years removed from it you can hear the kinetic energy as the three of us are telling stories we're going back and forth and you can just hear the chemistry and it's like it's so apparent 
And I feel like right. that's when we loved each other the most. It was like behind the scenes, like as soon as the mics came off and like something <laughs> fucked up and you would throw those headphones down and be like, in the hallway! Like those fucking purple headphones on. <laughs> it's really hard to dislike someone that's wearing purple fluffy headphones. Oh, yeah, I still have those things, by the way. Oh, my God! Are they dirty as fuck? Like, oh, my gosh. It's so dirty. It's yeah. so, I, I bought, like, three more pair of Simpsons I don't want to change. But I want you, I want to, I don't think Ryan, since Ryan wasn't there, I want you to tell him, like, one of those stories that, like, he may not believe, actually. Hey, you've probably told him. But, like, I've told like, him the story. Like, one time that I made you, like, you, you still look back and you're like, I cannot believe you actually said that to me or did that to me. Well, there was, I've, I've notoriously already told the story about you wanting to punch me in the face. Like, actually said you were yeah. going to come across the board and punch me. But then, aside from that, there was one that I remember where we were trying to go do Teacher of the Week, and this had to be early on because Miguel wasn't even there yet. Oh, wow. And it was like, you and I fought about something that day so bad, and like, we had to go do Teacher of the Week, and you're like, I'm just going to go visit Shannon at the store, which Shannon is his now wife, and it was, he was, they were just dating at the time, and she had a clothing boutique in Panama City. So I'm like, fine. So I got the Hummer already, the station vehicle, and I drove over to the store to pick you up to go do Teacher of the Week, and you were laying on this fucking beanbag in Shannon's store. <laughs> and I come in, and I was like, we're, go- we're going to be late. And you're like, I'm not going to go. And I was like, excuse me, you're not going? And you're like, no, I'm not fucking going. And then Shannon had to get involved, and she's like, Boo! You should, <laughs> you should probably go. Meanwhile, she's giving me like rolly eyes behind your back, and I was like, right. "Um, if you don't fucking come, I will call Chris Allen." <laughs> and you're like, "I'm not. I will not call." You were like literally throwing a temper tantrum, and then finally, you did like slink out to the door and like got in the Hummer and didn't speak to me the entire way that we were going. And I was just like, God. "You stupid bitch!" I was so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you did you know, come. We were, the end of the story. We were a bunch of kids just kind of growing up together. And like looking back at how dramatic your 20s is, you know, it's like we just we were put in a really high profile situation and a very but probably too much responsibility. Oh, yeah. For a bunch of 20 year olds. Yeah, to do. for sure. Well, I mean, because um, when you look at most 20 year olds that are on morning shows, they're normally with a couple of seasoned people right? that have been right. there. And we all were doing it for the Our very first time. Early 20s. And they're just like, let's right. let the kids drive and see what happens. Yes. And we didn't right. really have, like, Chris Allen didn't give any fucks. He no. was just like, do whatever no. you want. <laughs> and we were like, okay, I guess this is how we do it. So anyway, but yeah, it was, there was a lot of craziness. But like, it, it having gone through it, it made us who we are now. And we're, I think we're all really good at what we do because of all that. I agree 100%. I'm really, I'm so proud of you guys. Like when I listen back, because I really, I told these guys, I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to do a show together. It's going to be so fucking cheesy. Like, come on, Miguel and Holly just by themselves. Ugh. Um, but, oh my God, you guys have turned out to be such superstars and you're killing it in Tampa. And I'm so proud of you guys. And the podcast is amazing. And I love you guys. And I'm sorry for being a bitch about Teacher of the Week. So <laughs> Okay. Well, no, you're doing well too. We're super proud yes, of you for killing it in San Diego San and doing Diego. a great job. Like, I mean, that is amazing, huge, and you're probably making well, so much money. Miguel, it's not about that. You're Mr. Moneybags out it's there. It is so amazing. That. No, I'm kidding. No, but I, I am. I mean, and I've been your. We went to college together, and we used to sit. Yeah, you're my wedding for fuck's sake. I was. Uh, really quick side story. One time, Miguel was like, <laughs> Miguel was like, oh my god, like, what if you decide one day you don't like black people? <laughs> And you don't want me to be in your wedding pictures. Do you remember that? Yeah, he said that to me. And it was like a legitimate question. I was and that like, was like on the air, too. I said that. I was like, what if you really don't like black people? And I'm because I was the one black person in your wedding party. And I was like, I was like, dear fuck. I can fix that for you. Ryan can Photoshop it. Anyway. Um, I have to go, though. Go. I love you guys. Love you, too. All right. Love, love you, too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. There's Steve Kramer. I feel pretty good about that. That was nice. Do you remember when he just said that he didn't think he could do it without us? I, and you know what? I knew when he said that, that was huge for you. Because I remember precisely when we were in a jo- on a job interview, the three of us, after we lost our job in Tampa, and we were in Sacramento. I know, and I could see the couch that mm-hmm. we're sitting on. I can visualize myself there. And it was at the end of the night, after we'd gone through a long day of interviews, and I remember we had a lot of uh, contentious 
feelings about the way we all were paid because it was a little of a disparity between how much we all were paid, even though we'd all started together and worked our way up together. And Holly felt like the way things were cut out wasn't fair. And I remember you sitting in that. And I remember I had like a tall, skinny glass because like every time we had a like there was a big confrontation, it was always Kramer and Holly. And then I was always the person who was like, Ooh, I don't <laughs> like confrontation. Like, y'all never, and I don't either, which is what's really weird. Like, right. I don't like confrontation. But for some reason with Kramer, like I would have no problem. You're, being you're like, the Michael Jackson meme in the comments on yeah. Facebook with the popcorn. <laughs> That was always me. Food or drinks, whenever these confrontations would happen, and he would just look with big eyes, like back and forth. And I remember you saying, it's not fair about how much we all make. And I remember him saying, well, if you don't like it, well, then you can leave. Yeah. And I remember being like, Holly may actually just get up and just fucking be like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I felt so just. Like, I don't think I have ever felt so, besides, like, there was one other instance when there was, like, a bad time for my life, like, mm-hmm. in my life, with um, the that guy Kramer money situation, but that, secondarily, that Sacramento sitting on that couch, he's like, well, you can, you're just gonna have to leave, and I was just like, wow, I've never felt so undervalued, mm. and it's just like, we have spent so long together, and you're just willing to, like, over... And maybe it's like my fault too for even wanting more, but it was just felt like, you know, to just let somebody go because you didn't feel like what they were asking for. Like it just was like, like you're not heard or seen or whatever. Right. So that was just a terrible day for me. But like, wow, I just want to fucking go fly to San Diego and hug him. Right. And it just goes to show you that, you know, people, when they feel like they're scared, that's when they dig in their heels the most. I think it's true. And because his 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 feet were dug in. Yeah. And you and I made a lot of concessions because we were willing to, you know, move things around and work work it out. Well we we wanted to do it. Like I think we wanted we were so hungry for it, all of us. Yeah, definitely. That you know, we all got a little crazy. But I think that that's an important lesson for it, all of us. Mm. That when you see someone that is so dug in and they're not willing to compromise, they're scared of something. I'm trying to like now. Okay, so I, I I feel that, and I feel like we're now having like a like an Eon Levanzant moment know, right, right now. But I feel like I'm trying to okay. Let's take it and then put it in like another life situation. I'm trying to see if it matches up, and I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Because I mean, it's I fe- it's fear. Is it's what fear. It is. I mean, and, and it, this applies to you know, uh, gay people have always said this. The people that oppose gays the most are the ones that are probably having some secret feelings that they don't that they're afraid to confront mm. because they're scared. It's not, yeah, it all goes down to fear. Yeah. Fear is such a terrible, like, you have got to walk through it to live your life. Yeah. And some people can't. And those people end up having very lacking lives. I don't want to say they're miserable lives because maybe they're, like, okay. Mm-hmm. But they're not as good as they could be if they were to just walk through their fear. Right. It's tough, though. It is. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, because you're you don't want to be hurt. You don't want to face the unknown. It's scary, but it's gonna be okay. Like, I mean, most situations, if you just are just honest with yourself and honest with other people, people are, are a lot better than you give them credit for sometimes, I think. In this moment, as I'm sitting here reflecting, I don't give myself credit ever. <laughs> Because I'm always like, well, I could be better. I could be smarter. I could be skinnier. I could be this. I'm really grateful for my sense of fearlessness. Yes. Yeah, you do. You are super fearless. Can I, uh, the quick story, I was at a remote on Sunday at Shoe Carnival, and the guy, the manager at Shoe Carnival, who was like super, like, hetero male, 5,000, like, in his, like, mid to late 30s, wife, two kids, doesn't really look like a typical Miguel and Holly listener, Mm -hmm. but he was like, I fucking love Miguel. Oh. I love that dude. That oh. dude is great. And I want to be like, I'm also on the, it's fine. doesn't matter that I'm on the show. It doesn't matter. We're having <laughs> You're like, a hey, Holly's here. It's the okay. other half. He's like, no, I love that dude in the morning. I'm like, also me, but it's fine. <laughs> he, the point of this is, was without me being funny, the point is he was like, he is so himself it just feels good to listen. Mm. And that takes fearlessness. And also it takes knowing who you are. A lot of people don't and they're afraid to be who they are because right. they're afraid of other people judging them or other people not liking them. And I do think that comes with age. I'm way better at knowing myself in my 30s, having gone through a marriage and a divorce now. I, I'm way better at knowing who I am and I'm getting better at showing it. 
Right. In my 20s, I don't know. Who the fuck was I? Right. A different person on a different day, probably. Mm. Because I wanted people to like me. And that's crazy because I've always had this sense of, and maybe it was after like having a very sort of traumatic elementary school but uh, experience, I've just always been like, I don't care. Well, I think it, you had to go through some of that way before other people did. Yeah. It took other people longer. You went, you did it, but you right. did it on an expedited timetable and as you were a younger kid. Yeah. And so I've always just been like, I mean, you, you know, now when people come for us and you get all mad and pissed off and I'm just like, I don't care. Not me. I'm y'all like, has to talk me down off a ledge next day. <laughs> I get all in a huff, and then I do eventually calm down, but right. he's always got to be the one to calm me down. I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever. So I just, I'm very thankful and um, feeling blessed that I, I have that trait in my personality. That's a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, there you go. Ryan, how do you feel after all that? Um, so if you want to see Holly show you who she is, Snapchat Radio Holly. Yes! That's so good, Ryan. I love it. Uh, Ryan, what's all your social media? Uh, For Bottle Flip Champion um, Extraordinaire videos, you can go on Snapchat. Radio Mitgib, M-C-G-I-B. Yeah, your Snapchat was lit yesterday. You were flipping it. You were flipping the bottles of water all over the place, then dabbing. The best (laughs) one was when he threw the water on his car hood, and then he pointed the camera down, and his shadow dabbed. Yes! I was like, 100. A friend actually sent, um, sent me this today. Let me show it to you real quick. What is it? Cup bottle flip. What is that? <laughs> it's a pop up table, oh. and you can and it folds down so you could carry it like a briefcase, and you pop it up so you can bottle flip on the go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they I said this is your next Christmas present. Oh my god! I feel gosh. like that takes away because like your bottle flipping is like in your environment. I, like you yeah, flip know, on what's available. Right. That's the one I, I, I liked from funny, yesterday. Though. That exists. Yes. You have like the parkour bottle flipping <laughs> of Tampa Bay down. The what? Yeah, so parkour. Snapchat. You know what that is, Holly? No, I didn't know that. That's something I learned <laughs> a few years ago. It's like street walking. It's like extreme street walking. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, you're like hopping over benches and like the thing is to get where you're going as uh, fast as possible. It's mm-hmm. like the most uh, um, word farting. Direct A to B. Yeah, the, yeah, the like direct. as the crow flies, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Right. When you said the street walking, the most efficient way to get there. Oh. I thought you with were like the say least effort, so you're not climbing. You're using your <laughs> your body weight to like lunge over a pole or like so it's like it's jump like up or being parkour. a superhero, but you're doing it in real life, or you're like hopping over shit and stuff. That's yeah, a thing? yeah, Super it cool. is. I dated. I didn't date a guy. I tried to date him. I kissed him awkwardly when we were drunk. <laughs> Long story short, um, and he was studying parkour, and he studied. Yeah, he was studying. Like he had books, and There's he had a, a, someone. Has written a book? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh my god, this is parkour insane. Parkour books. <laughs> uh, parkour includes running, climbing, swinging, vaulting, jumping, rolling, quadruped movement, and other movements as deemed <laughs> most suitable for the situation. And the military uses it in his training. So basically, you know, like when you watch the Jason Bourne movies and he's like running and like jumping over roofs and yeah. like climbing up, you know, fences and stuff like that. That's what that is. Oh. But for regular people. <laughs> what? And he in was studying everyday that. life. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. I kind of want to do it now. You should, I, no. I can't do it. I have high heel wedges on. Holly, I'll be videotaping you. <laughs> all right, Holly, what's all your social media? Radio Holly, it's H-O-L-L-Y. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. Hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with us and listening to um, sort of a, a walk down memory lane. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You can always listen to Miguel and Holly Uncensored at Hot1015TampaBay.com or download the Hot1015 app. And if you listen on iTunes, thank you. Just make sure to rate and subscribe. We will see you next week. Want more Miguel and Holly? Listen to past episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored at Hot1015TampaBay.com, the Hot1015 app, or on iTunes.